Welcome to this episode of Women to Women podcast series. Our guest today is Claudia Ucha. She grew up in Colombia. Most days after school as a child, she helped stage fashion shows in high school with designs she created with her parents. After graduating from the best design school in the area, she worked designing collections for two major Colombian brands for 10 years, moved to New York City, where she freelanced for several brands, and then her designs got picked up by various stores. She created one of the first First lingerie brands. Now, 20 years later, and 40 collections, she is here. Hi, Claudia. Welcome to Woman to Woman podcast. So excited to have you here with us today. Hi, Divya. Thank you so much for having me. So you have such a unique background. So you grew up in Colombia, came here, and it's been a long time since that. How was that transition for you? That's like moving across the globe, right, at a very young age. Uh, no, it wasn't actually that young. Um, I was 24. So it was, you're already yeah, a little bit of grown up. I had already worked in companies. So uh, yes, it is nevertheless, you know, a bigger step for, you know, a younger. But I knew I needed to explore the world. The sooner that I, I would jump in it, uh, the better. And I had a friend, uh, a couple of friends here that make me feel a little secure. And it wasn't really all the way to Europe. It was just a few hours, five hours. So it's like, all right, if it doesn't work, it's not that bad. I'll come back. But uh, let's, let's try to, you know, explore, you know, what is it out there. Not just see it on TV and wish for it, but also like taking the, you know, the step to go and like, explore it. And it's, it's scary, but, uh, you know, the worst that can happen is just that you come back That's and so- that's not that bad. So you took English classes very early on. You realized That's the right. importance of knowing another language, especially English. What prompted you to do that? So that's when I was 13, the, because I, you know, I I had the determination. I knew that I was not going to stay where I was uh, forever. And uh, one of the ways to make it work, if I, the day that I decided to explore the world was feeling safe with being able to communicate and English was the, the you know language of the world so would, no matter where I was going to go then I had the first tool secure so as a young age I knew I needed to secure certain things to be able to make the steps so so language was one of them uh, uh, and English was you know I always liked that the movies was in English the music was in English and it was you know the 70s the 80s and then it was amazing music so and everything was in, in English so I, it was like a natural way to kind of be an universal human the, the first step was like I need to understand what they're saying <laughs> and to be part of them so that's why I say that that is never is not going to be a waste of my time I know so growing up what was it that you were looking to be like what was your career ambition at that point? Uh, I grew up in a, um, how do you say, like a middle class a family. But, uh, when I was uh, a little growing up, it was middle class, but you know, when my mother, my mother was really like you know, poor and my father too, so they, they worked hard to kind of move on into the, the scale. So when I was uh, born, I was growing up, it was already a middle class, but I could see how there was a big step from where I was to, you know, just in my little city, I was like on the other side of it. It's like much better than what is it? Why? So I uh, I need to work hard because that was the, I mean, if you don't, if you're not born there to move from where you are there, working hard is the only way to do it, to, to own it by reason, by right. <laughs> so as an immigrant, we all value hard work because that's what we are taught from a very young age. You work hard, you make something of yourself. 
And then the second piece is, of course, the education piece, right? That you have to get educated so you can get some. Absolutely. That was very clear to me, too, because I could see it when I when you look at a TV show, when you look at a movie, when you saw art, you saw that, that there was a refinement in the ideas and the ways and that, that you were not going to get that unless you actually put yourself through that study. So you need to pay a lot of attention in the school, you know, to understand mathematics, Spanish, geography, calculus, because it was part of your, you know, they were enlightening you and enrich you to pay attention to philosophy, geography, all those things. So it was boring and it was like challenging. Oh, I don't understand physics, and but it's like, you better pay attention. You better try to, you know, it's not about keep it, you know, just to, finish your grade, but actually be a part of what calculus is, be a part of what physics and philosophy, understand it to the point where it's easy. You're like, ah, now I know. Now I have knowledge that is mine. And if, if I get a test, I don't have to cheat and it's mine. And so it makes me rich, just that knowledge, right? So it was very, the feeling was our knowledge, you know, it really makes you powerful and makes you a great feeling to understand things. But you have to pay attention. You have to really want to understand it, not just skip it. I just want to be rich or out there. So culturally, it's very different. What What did you find very different in terms of culture, in terms of people, and you know that mobility? How How did you adjust to that? Precisely the 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 education. What I found different the the ways of society that were established, were uh, organized. There were parameters and and things that that they were taught in primary school, you know, high school. They taught you, you know, you do this, it, just the driving was a whole other thing different than than what. So I saw the rawness of our culture, you know, how raw still we were, even though when we, you know, as try, I tried it so hard, it still is like I could see how, still how different it was. And, it, yeah, you know, there is like a common denominator of respect for the other people of like social, uh, you know, um, boundaries and and yeah, respect that I was I was like, oh wow, we we are another culture, different, and I, I really they're very different, very different, uh, uh, and I, yeah, and so it was right, it was attracted to this culture because I thought it was a little bit more refined and and in many aspects, other aspects, you know, like the, the emotional and spiritual and other things that also are you know very important to me. They were not, they were raw. You know, they were part of these cultures that were like unexplored and like, ah, wow, there's the weakness we have. You know, so we bring, I know I could bring some, uh, you know, qualities that they didn't have. And that, you know, was like, wow. So they have some things that I need, that I want, and, and I have some things that, that they could use. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to put myself there and, and try to, you know, be an example or show them and uh, how them use the qualities that I or be a reference for all the qualities that they... Looking back, do you think you could have chosen a little bit different path to get where you are today? Well, the path that, I, that, I, that brought me here is very mystical, actually. I did want it, but there was no way for me to really do it. My parents were, when I went to ask for the visa the first time, if you don't have a visa, you cannot actually leave the country anywhere. So... Well, to get the visa is very difficult because as a young girl, you know, by by herself, the guys were like, no, no do you have a something? And 
who's this house? You know, my mother, who's this bank? You don't have anything? They're like, no. And they send me back. They're like, no, go back when you have something that, that holds you into this country. You're not going to give a visa to somebody that, you know. So they say no. And I was like, oh, I mean, to go back to get, when I, you know, when I get a house and a proper thing, I will be 70 years old in Colombia. We know their salaries. Like, but I, I had had a, a job with a good designer, uh, like a famous designer in this time, in that time I was, um, designer assistant for him and I had a, presented a, a collection to some invest some people that wanted to work with him from Europe and from the United States because he didn't know English and I did I got to present the collection to these people with nobody knew English and, they, and I was like yes I'll, you know, I'll let you know how everything works and they were like and I was you know charming and young and I knew what I, and I knew they, nobody knew English back then so the, I guess I stuck in I was stuck in their mind in a year after I presented this collection to them. I had already quit the job where I was and work on another company, but I had a good relationship with the pattern maker and she called me up and she said, those investors, those people from last year, they are asking for you. They're looking for you and the designer that I had quit, she don't want to give uh, them your phone number. Can I? Should I? And I said, yes, of course. So out of the blue, these people came out. Do we want to interview you in Miami for a, you know, uh, Liberto for a jeans brand that we want to, you know, launch for the Latin American market and we need a, okay, I was working on some, but I don't have a visa. And they're like, don't worry, we'll send you a paperwork to give you the visa. I was like, really? <laughs> okay. But I don't speak that much, you know, the English, my English is just, I feel like, don't worry, it's going to be in Miami. Nobody speaks English in Miami anyway. It's like, this is coming from, but I, I was ready, you know, I was ready at that point. I stayed on their mind and I wanted this and it came to me. So I, I didn't have a plan. I just, so I went to the, the appointment the, the interview in Miami with them and a bunch of other people that that were they wanted to you know create this thing we saw everything in Miami we were gonna do this and then we went back to Colombia all everybody the manufacturer design and nothing happened they never called us back they never called anybody. They never called me back. But I did go to get the visa in my in, in Bogota. And the guy's like, they're going to interview you for a job in Miami. And I'm like, yes. And I brought, I brought my sketches and everything. That's so cool. Good luck. And they gave me, you know, they stamped in my passport. I was like, ah, I don't care if they gonna, whatever happened. And yet, nothing happened with them. It was, it was more like a crazy business, you know, to money laundering. Who knows? And nothing ever materialized from that. But, you know, I got the visa. So now I was like, Oh, and I got to meet some people here too. I went back to Colombia, worked for other companies. I met somebody uh, that was living here and we got like, uh, had a little bit like in love. And then I said, oh, maybe I'll go to New York and maybe we'll, you know, get, you know, we'll do something. I'll try to work or something else. Six months for like, you know, perfect my English, you know, like I could not say really like fully English because I needed to practice a little. So I took that as an excuse coming back here, take it, putting myself into English classes for six months and, you know, had like a romantic relationship with somebody. He was Colombian too, but he lived here and it really didn't work. Got a room for myself and then stay here, study a little bit more English and, you know, I wanted to stay here. So I, I got another six months extension for my course and my visa, you know, job, and what am I going to do with job? So I, I bought a little sewing machine, $200, and I started making, you know, my little samples and little tops and showing it to my friends. And I had somebody where, you know, little, little projects that, that you know, I started getting into the, the fashion and, and eventually I didn't want to go back to Colombia. <laughs> 
I just say I had a lawyer and she said like, mm, I don't think you should go back. You should just stay here. It's like because I tried to extension a third time and they were like, mm. and but then if I went back, it was hard to come back in. anyway. So long story short, I decided to stay and here I am, twenty three years. <laughs> After that, I hear. Oh, what an incredible story. So you learning English paid off to get that first, at least you in front of the clients. The second you got, you didn't get the project in Miami, but at least you got the visa stamp. They, something yeah. that I wouldn't have not gotten. Uh, if yeah. it were, I mean, my parents couldn't ever. I wasn't going to get the visa unless somebody was going to. Oh, I did say, God, get me this visa or I'm going to swim out of this country. I'm going to go to the moon. I'm going to start swimming. I'm going to get, I'm going to get myself into swimming in school and I got myself into swimming I'm gonna be really good swimming and I'm gonna just swim out of here I'm gonna like you didn't make me like this to keep me here you're gonna get me out of here so I'm pushing that's amazing so you freelanced for several brands uh, and your yeah. designs were picked up by so many different stores actually models wore your pieces in Victoria's Secret which is just incredible but that was the that was the reason why my husband now then he was my uh, my boyfriend you know I was just like he would leave here he has his job so I wanted to like you know impress him I said look you know this the girl that I work with did you remember the piece that I show you that I, I what are you doing I said we just did this and it's got it had like a little can we go out and uh, have dinner and I'm impressing with the job that we do I'm working for this girl Tinia Silic and the following week you know she the, this beautiful model is in the cover of Victoria's Secret and that's the piece we made my mother and I we were freelancing for this and I, I was impressed I'm like oh I just went, so I'm really, I guess I'm really good designer. You know, I'm there and there anyway. So I, I want to impress him. And remember the piece I showed you last time and I showed you the magazine and he's like, well, why are you doing that for them if you can do it for yourself? If you're the one who's doing it, I'm like, oh, please reach out. It's not that easy. You just, you know, I'm a designer and I design for everybody. I mean, I do my best for anybody that I work with. It's not that I'm like holding until I, it's for me. No, that's not, that's not work. This is not that easy. It's a very difficult business. I grew up in, in fashion. My mother, my father had manufacturing facilities in it. That's very difficult. Sewer, sewer, sewing machine, cutting. It, it's a very complex, logistically, and very difficult business unless you adore it. And, you know, it really, you know, there is no other option. <laughs> you got to be good and, and love it because it's a very, very uh, difficult. It just, who is the life out of anybody like you gotta love it anyway so I'm like that's not that easy and he's you know he uh, he's the American that uh, is kind of telling me no you don't know you can what you can do here and I'm like okay a little bit after that he said oh, there is a trade show I know that there is a trade show and uh, and you know it costs this much and uh, you think you can put a collection together and I'll pay for it and I'm like I know there is a trade show too <laughs> and I know how much it costs <laughs> but uh, yeah I can put a collection you know challenging me I guess because you think uh, I coming from where I come from I don't want to get what, it, uh, what I, I deserve you know I, like it's, I got this humble attitude so he's trying to alright so I'll pay for it he can you do the collection? You put a collection together. I was like, oh, God. yes, I can. <laughs> and of course I can, but that's not the point. 
it's like it's not just about putting a collection together. He doesn't know, so I'm challenging him. Yes, I can have a, I put a collection together. Why don't you okay, pay for it and then I'll do it and then we'll see. And then you read your figures. You see how it's not about just only. But here we are, twenty years after. So yeah. So I guess if was yeah, I would have never done it if it were because this is questioning out of me. I know I can do it, but uh, it's so because I know the reality. I know the the how hard it is. It's kind of almost like so. It's comes from him because he doesn't really know the inside, so he just knows that he can get whatever he sets. No matter how difficult it is, he will find the answer in you know a few moments. It's not about seeing that the, the, the you know the things that are in your way, but it's it's about knowing that you can jump or just putting yourself in front of them and then let them tell you no instead of you telling yourself no. We do it. We do it, and everybody actually the first collection. Everybody was because I said to do something very unique. I was just not gonna do the same. So the brass. It was twenty or three. So it's still the brass had padding. It had the brass were of this, and I said I'm gonna take the wires and the padding and everything, and I'm gonna make brass for the girls that like the way their teeth are. Same thing like that. I want you know, a little construction, a little hold support because it's you know you need the anti gravity brass, something that is not out there and get noticed because of it. So that was the thing. So everybody's like, a little soft brass, little brass without wires and just a small medium uh, wire, but only small medium large and with like little semi precious stones and like a in a very Indian kind of like everybody they go, oh, I like it. So we got it. He sent me actually before this trade show. I was making a lingerie, a three pack panty, a little tool bag with a little thing. And it said clothes. So I will do it with like a little ink myself. Three little panties with semi precious stones that a friend was going to sell to Kmart. And he had a, how do you say, like a connection in Kmart. And we were going to sell all this three panties. And he had me working and he saw me working. Oh no, they're blue. Oh, they want colors. Oh no, they want this. And, and I will do it. But when is he going to really say that he had to work and work? And, and then we were in Soho. He had an office in Soho. And we were a lot walking around the weekend. And he's like, Do you have your panties set with you? And if I didn't have my panties set with you, he would have said, Of course, you have to have your panties set because you never know when it, you have an opportunity. There is a store that, you know, you got to, you know, it's like the poor God and famous painter that, that needed to wait, walk around with his painting, you know, and eventually he was famous. It's like that. And you got to walk around with it like your art. And then I said, All right, you're right, you're right. All right. You have your panties, little pack. Going to the store, it's, it's Broadway next to Dolce Cabana, uh, Juve, beautiful store. She was there. She became a really good customer. I was like, hi, hi, my name is Claudia. I made this little three pack and they're like, this is like guerrilla marketing. They never saw somebody like that. I wanted to know, you know, the panties we're making, and we make them in Colombo. No, that, that was not at that. We make, I'll make it myself and they have some precious stones and, we, and they were like, what? This is very pretty. Let me see. All right, give me three and, and basics and three prints. And I come out of the store and I have like a $470 order, you know, and he's like, I got an order. Like, you see, you see, you see. And I was like, I thought you needed a, you know, like a showroom and a sales rep and all of that. Oh, wow. Okay. And we tried it three, in three stores in Soho. La Petite Coquette, that was a very, like, by university place. She had a store forever there. I think they closed by, by now. And the same. Hi, my name is Claudia. I got this little, little 
you know, panty bags and the, the story, that these are printed, they have some precious stones, and this is the tiger's eye, and this is the jade, and, and they were like listening to the whole thing, and they were, forgive me, and so the, the, the sister is like, I don't think so, because she was used to the rapping, and they, and they are like, look at her, she's working herself, do I can see how pretty, find something for her, so it was, it's a very, like, experience. but I saw the moment, it was like, yeah, people wanted something different, something done a different way, and something that broke the, the pattern, and I deliver, I deliver on time, I deliver well, the panties worked, they didn't break, they, they, they you know, the stones still attached, so it, it was a, um, a test that the stores and I, so that's when after that, that's when he said, "All right, the corset by Selena was the third store, beautiful store." Sudanda. He said, "All right, so I think we got something. Let's put a, a you, can you put a collection together? I'll pay for the boot." I said, "Okay, let's do it." Uh, it was fun. It's just, it, oh, it's really like a um, acquiring experience, enlightening, you know, by just breaking the barriers that are from. Are in front of you. You are here today. What else would you be doing? I, if I were a corporate in corporate world, probably I would be like an advisor or something like that as a designer. But I, I, it was hard for me to leave the corporate world. It was hard for me the stiffness of moving so many people, trying to prove them that there is something else, a direction, and you know that the things can be done in a different way. So um, I, I don't think I, I would think I will have done my own brand, but I will have worked a little bit more, probably you know four or five years more to acquire an experience and then, you know, start a little bit, maybe with, in, because independent, I'm, it's very important to me more than, you know, success in terms of money, in terms of financial success is, is important, obviously, because, you know, it tells you, you know, the state of your mind too, it's reciprocate. More so also that my my style of life, you know, my everyday, everyday life that I, I got a smile on my face that I like, as difficult as it could be, you know, as, as you know, humble and as little is, you know, sometimes the little you get, it helps you to appreciate it, you know, the, the beautiful things in life. So the more you have sometimes, you know, you lose touch. So, so it's very delicate, that balance. So, yeah, it's more important that, that for example, what I'm doing now, to have believe in that I was able to put a, collect, a collection together and keep it going, which is like, and repeat buyers and not, you know, for one, two, three collection, no, for 20 years. You can count on this store. You can count on this money. You can count on this. So you create a system that you can count on it right now, whether you are there or not, is is a is a big accomplishment because that proof of that system, I can expand it. So if it's financial support, financial, you know, and but I want, all right, so let's look at this and let's put some money in danger. But it was that that owning idea that I was trying to prove and, and making it prove it and, and improve it that is good. But that's huge it's and good. that's commendable because you have really made it scalable. You know, as you said, it can expand on its own now. Now, by the proof of because it takes years on its own that you cannot even force this. It's just you got to wait to see if naturally proves itself. And do you think, of course, it's so hard to just start a business, but start a business in fashion, which is like such a huge industry. Did you ever feel that you had a disadvantage because you were a woman? And, and absolutely, on the contrary, the advantage because in designer woman, we are more sensitive. We see more color, we see more detail, we see more options, you know, we are emotions and all that. It, it actually allows us to, to be deeper, 
to be deeper than I think so. So never, I never thought it was a, being a woman would be a disadvantage in any field. <laughs> really, I, that's one of the things that I wanted to my whole life prove that that uh, <clears throat> that I could be, you know, just as confident as I mean, I can buy my own food, I can pay my own bill. Uh, I mean, if I'm with somebody, I want somebody because for real love because I don't need somebody for other things that emotional feelings and companionship you know, because financially, you know, on my own. Any role models along the way, mentors, role models that really helped you? My mother was a very smart woman and, and gave me a little um, example on how to you know, be, you know, cut the bush, go to this shorter route, be very, um, also very focused on, you know, get a, 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 you know, if you have a goal, don't give up until you uh, accomplish it. My teacher in um, in college was the, the, the person that founded the school was also in the design. I went to school for college for fashion design. And he was also very, very high-minded. What we could do with, with our mind, the power of our persuasion and, and execution and all of that. So he was very good. But I, I, don't, I don't think I, other than that, uh, I had had a person that has mentored like this stay with me long time close to me long time enough to consider that but i but do have this teacher high school my fashion design teacher and so uh, along the way have you ever felt that there are certain qualities in women that we need to work on well like i said before yes the the expectation that somebody else is gonna pay you bills that makes you dependent and, and being the, the having a spill dependency is is a problem i think so it's just gonna make you uh insecure and inferior at a point dependence on you know so so yeah i i would say work on your independence and independence you work since you are young finishing your homework you know do your bed make your bed you know understand things you know help you work for little things don't expect anything to even when you are a part of a family you should help you know you should be my mother and my father work you know i'm gonna you know pick up after myself i think i'd be very aware that that can cost to somebody to your mother so the sooner that you realize that that you can pick up effort and help your family or help your company then you became you become a part of it and then you are this, you know, the result of that is this feeling of being capable, you know, being aware, being little by little, it builds the independence. Love reading books, especially about uh, spirituality, mind and body. Talk to us a little bit about that. Yes, young, since young, I've been curious about uh, meditation, yoga, as a part of your everyday life and the discovering what it is inside of you, kind of like always aware that, uh, you know, by by being grown up in a Catholic family, you know, in, in, I went to school also in a Catholic school, but with nuns, so mass every week and, and uh, you know, praying every day, twice a day. And it makes you uh, grateful. It makes you, uh, and some people can actually hate that, that you know, there's something imposed of you, but uh, undeniable that, that inside of our facade of body, bones and, and meat, there is something very, very strange. It's our brain and our mind and who thinks and who sees and all this 
power that we have inside and we don't even really much know. So I guess uh, um, I'm aware of that and, and I kind of feel that reality of intangibles, of spirituality, you know, what feelings, emotions that are sometimes so real, they are in the field. So there is something that I'm very curious, God and, and the power of all those ideas, patient in the line, but without all the pressure that you know, the religion, the manipulation of the religion does. So meditation is just, you know, giving you an idea of quiet and eventually you will understand. Yoga is, you know, your mind and your body. So it's, it's, it's just an undeniable power and I feel it every day. It's not the same when you don't know what it is and you don't do it. And when you know and you do it, then it's, it's another, it's like you're starting to open, clack another dimension a door dimensional door that but it requires discipline and time and like a, you gotta go to college for four years study every day until you graduate but so it's a long work and education the dedication that that unfortunately i haven't gotten but i know it needs to be done so i'm gonna keep doing it i started very young but there is another way to see ourselves and more power than we than what we think it, it is inside of us more power of execution and and also like power to 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 take all all so many lies and so many you know, things that we don't need to be a trap but we, you know that's why it's so important to me because i know we are you know blindfolded by a lot of, of what it was just predetermined by history or civilizations or all of that and we still suffer and it's hard to get it you know shake it meditation yoga it could be a way to shake you know what is no need to be inside of us and to help us open the door quicker and not have to die three times or four times before we understand well this was such a pleasure claudia any closing comments for our listeners our listeners the listeners that wants to uh, they want to go um and to fashion i guess pay a lot of attention to fashion make sure that that's the, the field that you like it's going to be very very discouraging count on that and just fight against it if you if you put your best effort if you do this it's like a tennis or like a physics you know the more everything anything that's gonna look good it eventually come back so the more difficult life it is but the the more you give it, probably, you know, it will give it back to you. I will go into this uh, subject. If I if I have a little bit of fashion, if I have a little bit of, you know, around me, something that I, I know machines or I know fabrics or I know, you know, if I'm a little, if, if it's around me or the, the young girls that don't know what, what to do look around you look at your parents to look at because it's just an advantage you know i'm i'm good at this because i grew up among fabrics and so machines so when i was i like fashion and everything but uh i like uh, i wanted to be a lawyer right? because it sounds great but then i said <laughs> why don't i do something that is is going to be more familiar i'm going to a subject that is familiar to me so i'm i'm going to be able to get good at it very easily i'm going to have an advantage compared to the others because my family or you know i have access to this and it's good to choose something where you think you're gonna have an advantage over other, or other people you know because that's the way it works you know people is gonna want to buy or get something from somebody that has an advantage over you know conceptually choose something that you have pure passion for and you want to break every barrier or something that comes very natural because your family is familiar to use around you because you're gonna get a heads up 
to you know compared to the rest. So that's good. So that's what I feel with fashion. That's what happened to me. I was a little familiar. So when I went to school, I had a I was ahead a little bit of the class. So it worked. It worked. Well, thank you so much for your time. It was such a pleasure, and we really yeah, thank yeah, you for your time. Pleasure too. Yeah, come sharing all of this, and I uh, hope to be back to you. And you and I, we have to do a little bit of a coffee. <laughs> We you will. Are, Absolutely. You know, another time. <laughs>